how this week was a whirlwind. The team put out our 77-page forecast report, did some pre-global dairy trade analysis, and we finally got a bit more guidance on what's next for the Farmers to Families Food Box program. Of course, we should probably start there because that has really been something that's injected so much volatility in our dairy markets throughout the pandemic. Lucas, you put together a really nice alert for our subscribers. Could you do a quick recap of why that announcement may or may not impact dairy market prices? Well, certainly most of our listeners are probably familiar with the Farmers to Families Food Box program by now. This was, of course, the USDA initiative started about exactly a year ago, actually, mid-April 2020, about a month into the pandemic when USDA rolled out their first kind of various rescue packages to the food and agriculture industry. It's the program that caused tremendous volatility in especially cheese prices throughout most of 2020. And we are currently in round five of this program that started back in January and continues throughout next month into mid to late May. But yeah, the announcement came a few days ago saying that President Biden and the new administration has decided to not continue the program after the current round. I think this was not necessarily a huge surprise in the various USDA publications that we've seen over the past three months uh, since the administration change. It has really been either not mentioned or just kind of been a, a very brief item on the list of USDA initiatives as we kind of reach the later stage of the pandemic. In terms of its market impact. Again, I think it's interesting to consider how this kind of played out. In the first few rounds, it, it took tremendous amounts of dairy products that was very unexpected to the market. And that's what caused those big price increases. If we think back to when cheese hit a record high of $3 per pound, but into the later uh, parts of 2020, into the later rounds, there were a lot of lessons learned from this program that the vendors and kind of people in the industry kind of knew what was coming and knew how to play the new rounds. And that really eased some of the volatility, almost to the fact that in January, there was kind of a slight market blip in the very beginning of the year when the new round was announced. But uh, we've really seen a, a minimal impact in recent weeks. I guess all that said, I think maybe less of an impact than it would have been and something that we kind of had hinted that was coming and was on the horizon. Maybe I'll wrap up here with saying that this does not mean USDA is totally turning off the spigot of uh, hundreds of millions of dollars flowing to support the industry and potentially impact markets. There's still a lot of Section 32 money coming and, and buying up dairy products. And then we also got news of the initial rules of the dairy donation program. While the reimbursement rate is not yeah, finalized. It will be retroactive back to December. So it's a little difficult to totally figure out the market impact there with so many questions around the program, but certainly yet another thing to consider here as we move into uh, peak spring flush. Really nice to get more clarity there. Focusing on our forecast report that came out overnight, of course, we can't share the numbers. That's top secret for our customers. But I would love to share some of our upside and downside risks that we're associating with market behavior throughout 2021 and into 2022. 
Definitely. There are a few different things going on that we highlighted in this extensive report and then uh, touched on in our webinar today that was also good to see a lot of our subscribers tune into. For our listeners here, though, I think kind of to summarize some of the things that we were weighing when putting together these forecasts, a few different things to the upside that could push prices higher versus where we kind of think uh, things will go throughout the rest of the year and into 2022. Uh, Primarily, we are watching the U.S. economic growth indicators like retail sales, consumer confidence, unemployment are all kind of trending in a very positive direction. And I think that will mean a pretty uh, tremendous economic growth here throughout 2021, partially, of course, driven by the stimulus package that was passed last month. A good economy would likely spur demand and push prices higher. Another factor is watching the split between retail and food service. Uh, Certainly the prior year comparisons are kind of uh, a little out of whack based on the uh, huge behavior shift during the pandemic, but important to watch is exactly where retail demand kind of shakes out, how many people keep going to the grocery store like so many of us did during the pandemic, and also maybe the impact of more money flowing into food stamps. But also important, I think, is food service sales. I think there's a lot of pent up demand on eating out. And how long does that last? How long are people kind of willing to pay up to go out to eat after uh, maybe being uh, a little bit more socially distanced over the past year? And then I think briefly to the downside, things that we're still watching that could uh, be a little bit bearish versus our forecasts. Uh, U.S. milk production, of course, we've been kind of talking and watching this for a few months now. I do still think that we'll see some incredible milk production throughout the spring flush, both just on a volume basis, but also on a percentage basis versus prior year. Uh, We'll get a milk production report next week on Wednesday that we'll likely talk about on the next episode of our podcast. And then also, of course, watching these shipping challenges kind of no matter where you look at it, from container availability to port congestion to even the cost of freight itself, it's uh, still hindering U.S. exports that are flowing overseas. And if some of these issues persist maybe longer than expected, it will continue to dent U.S. exports and leave more product here for us to use domestically. And certainly that is not a positive for dairy values. Yeah, thank you so much for that. And I'll close with a quick recap on global dairy trade expectations. Fonterra released their offer volume forecast yesterday, and really the only notable change over the next four auctions was the additional butter that's been added um, over the next couple months here. The increase in butter availability is likely a result of A, better than expected milk production throughout the beginning of 2021 here in autumn, and B, the favorable revenue stream for directing milk to butter and skim milk powder throughout much of the season, as both markets hold such a strong premium over the rest of the world. NZX futures traders are pricing in another tick higher on home milk powder, around a 5% increase on C2 regular, while skim milk powder prices are expected to fall 1.8% and butter down 0.9%. Thank you so much for listening. Hope everyone has a wonderful weekend and we look forward to chatting markets next week. Cheers.
Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Thank you.